Hello, I'm Mary, and you're listening to First Pages Readings. In this podcast, I explore reading and celebrate books as cultural messengers. Each episode, I'll read from three books of either fiction, nonfiction, young adult, middle grade, or poetry. Hello and welcome to First Pages Readings, Episode 17, and thanks for joining me. Today I'll be reading from three nonfiction books. Let's get started. Today's first book is Arctic Dreams by Barry Lopez. This book is part natural history, part personal essay, and part alchemy. It captures the heart of people living at the top of the earth, of exploration and its motivations, of the power of our natural world, and more. With gorgeous language, powerful imagery, and rich historical perspective, this book is a masterpiece. The first page of Arctic Dreams. Any mispronunciations, as always, are respectfully unintentional. Arcticos. On a winter afternoon, a day without a sunrise under a moon that had not set for six days, I stand on the frozen ocean, 20 miles off Cape Mammon, Mackenzie King Island. The sea ice of Hazen Strait is not completely featureless, but its surface does not show either any evidence of severe torture, such as one would find, for example, in the Lincoln Sea. The currents are relatively calm here. During the nine or ten months the water is frozen, this platform hardly moves. To the south I can see a thin streak of violet and cobalt sky, stretching across 80 degrees of the horizon but the ice and snow barely reflect these colors. Today's next book is Erosion by Terry Tempest Williams. Reading this book is like discovering a new map of our world. The author excavates unmarked and unremembered places and teaches us to see and to listen in new ways. The first page of Erosion. The Cutting Edge of Time. Erosion of Home Not long ago, a friend visited us from New York City, planning to stay several days in the desert. But after her first night, we awoke in the morning and found her with her bags packed, standing at the front door. She had changed her plane ticket for an early return to Manhattan. Her last words to us as she left were, Aren't you afraid you will be forgotten? What I wanted to say but didn't was I hope so. None of us see landscape the same. Each of us finds our identity within the communities we call home. My delight in being forgotten is rooted in the belief that I don't matter in the larger scheme of things, only that I tried my best to be a good human, failing repeatedly, but trying again with a soul-settling knowledge that my body will return to the desert. Robin Wall Kimmerer tells the story of a beloved professor who had the initials NYS written behind his name. It stood for Not Yet Soil. Amen. For those of us who live in arid country, red dust devils, as commonplace as sage, sandblasts any notion of self-importance right out of us. Yet still, we forget. Today's third book is Blue Highways by William Least Heatmoon. This book opens the roundness of a circle so we can see inside. It's pure writing genius. Reading it is like drinking from a well, holding the purest of water, or reflecting on the unfolding of one's life during a long summer day. 
The first page of Blue Highways. Beware thoughts that come in the night. They aren't turned properly. They come in askew, free of sense and restriction, deriving from the most remote of sources. Take the idea of February 17th, a day of canceled expectations. The day I learned my job teaching English was finished because of declining enrollment at the college. The day I called my wife, from whom I'd been separated for nine months, to give her the news. The day she let slip about her friend, Rick or Dick or Chick, something like that. That morning, before all the news started hitting the fan, Eddie Shortleaf, who worked a bottomland section at the Missouri River and plowed snow off campus sidewalks, told me if the deep cold didn't break soon, the trees would freeze straight through and explode. Indeed. That night, as I lay wondering whether I would get sleep or explosion, I got the idea instead. A man who couldn't make things go right could at least go. He could quit trying to get out of the way of life, chuck routine, live the real jeopardy of circumstance. It was a question of dignity. The result. On March 19, the last night of winter, I again lay awake in the tangled bed, this time doubting the madness of just walking out on things, doubting the whole plan that would begin at daybreak, to set out on a long, equivalent to half the circumference of the earth, circular trip over the back roads of the United States. Following a circle would give a purpose, to come around again, where taking a straight line would not, and I was going to do it by living out of the back end of a truck, but how to begin a beginning. A strange sound interrupted my tossing. I went to the window, the cold air against my eyes. At first I saw only starlight. Then they were there, up in the March blackness, two entwined skeins of snow and blue geese honking north, an undulating W-shaped configuration across the deep sky, white bellies glowing eerily with the reflected light from town, next stretched northward. Then another flock pulled by who knows what out of the south to breed and remake itself. A new season. Answer. Begin by following spring as they did, darkly with necks stuck out. If you liked listening to this episode, please leave a review and tell me what you think.